0: happy wednesday everybody welcome to the midweek chat. your boys from straight up tennessee in the building this morning afternoon night whatever it is where you're listening first of all thank y'all man for rocking with us man it has really been a journey and uh it's really cool to see everybody coming along in different seasons and now uh we've hit the halfway point man of this year basically um tennessee and texas a&m on saturday we got pump the gas or hit the brakes today we got a couple of updates and man we're just gonna talk ball a little bit on this wednesday but before we dive all the way in y'all already know what it is man it's straight up tennessee baby welcome to the midweek chat is a great day to have a great day welcome to straight up tennessee today everyone tuning in right now on youtube man like comment subscribe hit that bell notification man right now so you never miss an episode join the channel man 99 cents we got two levels we got the white level and we got the orange level orange level gets you premium access early videos tennessee uh, straight up tennessee tailgates during the football games and so much more. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, man, thank you so much. Continue to rate us five stars and let people know around you. Call your mama. Call your granny. Uh, tell your sons. Tell your girlfriends, your boyfriends about the homies over here at Straight Up Tennessee where we talk all things from the Vols to the Grizzlies. A turn tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Market Square Madness. Yeah, Tennessee no, bro. basketball, man. I
1: wish that I could get mm-hmm. into town early and get to that, but I can't. Start at seven. I think I think I didn't even talk to my wife about it. I forgot about that until you just said that, but I'd like to go. I think it'd be fun.
0: That will be, that was going to be a fun event. I know last year it was really, really cool. I didn't get to go last year either. Obviously. I mean, that's kind of the, the, the hand I've been dealt living in the mid state right now. Um, obviously I love the mid state though. So, um, but I, I say all of that to say, I really think that this year's basketball team, and we won't talk too much right now, um, they have the opportunity to be real special, bro. Defensively, they're elite. Uh, You add Freddie DeLone, DJ Jefferson, if he can keep his head out of his butt, he's going to be an absolute star. Um, You get Zakai Ziegler back, and then you got veteran leadership between Vescovy and Josiah James, who have all returned you add in J.P. Estrella, you add Cade Phillips, you add uh, uh, Jordan Ganey from the transfer portal. The guy can shoot lights out. Dalton Connect. I'm going gonna, gonna to call him White Boy Corver. Y'all know. Uh, I used to call Kyle <laughs> Corver, who played for the Hawks, White Boy Corver.
1: He was
0: money. Dalton Connect is the new White Boy Corver. White Boy Corver. Corver. Over, <laughs> oh man! But it's gonna be a really fun year. I'm excited. Um, I honestly think, gosh, I'm thinking about Tennessee basketball for a second. I isn't their first preseason game like when is it? I think their first game is is it is it Halloween? I'm pretty really- sure they they play Lenore Ryan on Halloween. I could be wrong. Oh, you know what? They have that charity game against Michigan State at Michigan State on Sunday, October 29th. That is their first game. Um, but the exhibition game back home at uh, is so strange on my calendar. It says Tennessee versus Lenore Ryan, Knoxville, Tennessee, Food City Center. So strange to read Food City Center because we calling it TBA at
1: Food City Center, but it's it's TBA. It's so, August. Well, Tennessee to play charity exhibition to benefit Maui Wildfire. Wildfire, is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, that's on the 29th, and then they come back home in two days on Halloween, and they have Lenore Ryan for that first exhibition game. And then I know they're playing in that tournament. Um, August. I don't remember who they're playing, but that Thanksgiving tournament.
1: Yeah. I'm it was to...
0: supposed to be in Maui, but it's not anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get that.
0: So, but, um, yeah, excited for basketball. I love talking. I love talking hoops. We're going to get a lot of folks on the show once we get in the, in the hoop season, but uh, it's A&M week, man. We talked a lot about who A&M was on Monday. And now today, man, we're just talking straight ball. Like how, how important is the win? Let's start it off like this. Term, is this a must-win for Tennessee?
1: Do you think it's a must-win? Yes. Why? <clears throat> I mean, I say it is, but I mean, it don't. It, it technically, it, it it just makes the road easier if you wanna if you wanna get to our goals. Because I think I think you can I think you can lose one West game, and still make it to the SEC championship. So I
0: I truly want to understand that because the West has no implications on the East. Yeah. You're like, right. Like, like in my mind, it doesn't because it's like, yeah, okay, look, we lost to, let's say hypothetically, you lose two, you lose AM and Bama. Your record in the East is still plus, but your SEC then goes from, you know, what are we, one and one? You go from, Two to three, you going two and three L- losses to two West teams. You know, like I-, I just I don't know how they measure that. I think that's my question: is can you lose to two West teams and still get there? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I feel like I've just been told that. Like, does that make sense? Like you hear people talking about, it, it's like, oh, well, Tennessee's got to at least win first Texas AM and or Bama to stand a shot at making the ACC championship because we know we, I mean, if you're going to make the ACC championship, you got to be Georgia. I mean, that's a must. Yeah, exactly. And and Georgia is, but I don't know, man. I think our our team needs the confidence. Honestly, no, I would agree. I think we're, I mean, I think we're, I think we're pretty confident coming off that South Carolina win, but I don't know. All the confidence we can get going into Bryant Denny would help.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm
0: indifferent at this point on if I think it's a must win. Do I think it's a it's a needed win? Yes. Must win. I'm not there yet. I think we need this one as confidence builds. You know, you're getting into the grunt. You know, we're calling this the gauntlet. I mean, you got A&M. Then you've got Bama. And then you got Kentucky. And then you get UConn. And then, I mean, I hate that I even am saying this, but like you can't sleep on Missouri you you really can't and we have to go to columbia so going to como is going to be a battle in itself and then after missouri you're coming home to play georgia and then basically season's over you know so these three games i think are going to dictate what november could start off looking like because again last year we lost one in november uh down there um in south carolina and so that that kind of Just deteriorated all of our goals of getting to not just the SEC championship um, because we had lost to Georgia, but it was a college football playoff hope that was crushed in November. So October, this is the month that we got to really kind of show up and and I think be at our best. And it starts Saturday against the Aggies, 100 percent.
1: I agree with that, man. I don't know, man, it could. It, this is one of those games where it can either be really close. I don't know. I think it's either going to be really close or a blowout this game. Man, what kind of what
0: would it do to the media, bro? Like <laughs> the media would be sick if Tennessee goes out here and beats the brakes off of Texas AM and because then they really will have to start putting respect back on Tennessee. But. We already know how the media is. It's quickly gonna. De- it's, it's quickly gonna stir to. Well, man, Texas A&M is just not back like we thought they were. Uh, they weren't in the top twenty-five. They're four and three now after the Tennessee loss, yeah. and blah, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? But like all the hype right now is how big of a game this is. CBS three thirty. I mean. You don't get those slots if the if the people don't believe that this could be not just a great game, but that it's two two teams that are at a great pro, in a great place program building uh, opportunity program building wins that could happen on Saturday, but because if Tennessee wins, they're gonna brush it off like ah they it's you know a And M isn't back. It's you just know, it's strange to me.
1: I think it was Kirby Smart who said this. It's kind of crazy talking about Kirby Smart on a Tennessee podcast, but. Pretty sure Kirby Smart said this in one of his interviews this year. He said somebody asked him about the SEC, and he was like, "I really don't know what you're asking me." Like, because they were asking him, "Like, do you think the SEC is down and it's whatever?" He was like, "He was like, in my opinion, every SEC team should be ranked." Yeah, I would have said, said except Vanderbilt. That's what I, I was sitting here saying in my head thinking, except Vandy, <laughs> because I mean, at the end of the day, bro, any SEC team can beat any SEC team at any moment.
0: Any SEC team will kill any other conference team, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just I – mean, Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would rather win this one. Just – I don't know, I man. I think – I don't want to say there's a lot on the line because, I mean, the line's only three and a half. I don't know if it's changed or not. But, man, just the fact that you're home checkered knee one getting beat at home checkered knee one 330 CBS, that one would hurt. That one would hurt bad. <laughs> bro
0: that would hurt that would hurt i ain't trying to hear that i'm not trying i don't want that to happen bro like that can't happen that would hurt bad Uh, yeah oh i mean we know texas a&m's front is great we know that the defensive backs are suspect based off of what milro was able to do my worry is what happens if tennessee can't run the football right like if you're telling me right now on on Wednesday, October 11th, that if Tennessee can't run the football on Saturday, we're putting the ball in the Joe Milton's hands and telling him to go win us the game, I'm not confident he
1: can do that right now. No, no, I I'm not either and it, 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 you watch it, or you watch all Josh Hopples' Josh Hopples' press conferences and you listen to everybody talk about Joe, you know, they it never fails. He always says, he says two things. Joe is operating at a high level. He says that. And he also says Joe is still learning. Yep. Every press conference. Joe's still learning, but we like how he's operating at a high level right now. Yeah. That's what he says every press conference when asked about Joe Milton. And Joe Milton is still learning. I mean, I'm, I don't know if this is where you're wanting to go, but I'm going to ask you what I asked you in the on the phone earlier. Okay? Yep. So I heard this on VolQuest, and Brent Hubbs was talking about it, and he was like, you know, I think the hardest position to play on this Tennessee football team is wide receiver under Josh Hopper because yeah. Josh Hopper is so much on these receivers. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay, and I'm listening. He's like, these guys just don't run routes. Like, it's not like, hey, run a post right here. Run a wheel. Right. Run yeah. it out. He said, those receivers have to know the coverage. Because they're, they're most of them are option routes. It's like, hey, I'm gonna run a nine, but if this if this corner's playing five six yards off of me, I'm gonna break off and get a quick get a quick seven or eight on a hitch.
0: Right. I mean, the yeah. prime example prime example was last year Ball State. We catch the pick. T Mac catches a pick. First play, we come out there. Jalen Hyatt. You can see it's a double it's a double move route. The outside receiver, I think, was Cedric Tillman. He runs a post. Like, he's running a post regardless because the ball's going to Hyatt. Like, we know that, like, if you watch the formation, you watch the play develop, the ball's going to Jalen Hyatt. But Jalen Hyatt sees that the safety actually shades the whole zone over there. So there's no way he's getting open on a wheel route. He breaks off the wheel and runs a wheel hitch, catches it, turns it upfield, touchdown.
1: Has to be an option route. Has to be. One hundred percent, it is, and you know I told you this earlier. You know, I think that's two two things right here. I think that's why Jalen Hyatt was so successful in this offense because you know you go back and watch all his interviews. Like he worked his butt off in the film room, like watching the DBs, watching the secondary of the opposing team, knowing what he's probably going to do. And then to the flip side of that, you've got Hendon Hooker, who can read a defense like nobody's business. You yeah. know what I mean, and when you get somebody like Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt on the same page, because that's what happened. They they were just they just clicked. They were on the same page. Hendon yeah. Hooker would get up there. Jalen Hyatt had his option right out there. Hendon Hooker would get up there, read the defense. Guarantee you, he knew ninety five percent of the time which option Jalen Hyatt was going to pick. Oh yeah, because I mean, even on the wheel on the hitch, if you
0: watch the play. How it that specific play I'm talking about, how it developed. Hendon did not throw the ball in Jalen's break. He kind of wanted to see what he was going to do. And he was just so open that Jalen was sitting in his break for a second and then got the football. Yeah. So, but at the same time, you started to see that speed up as the year went on. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, which one of these young guys now? Figures that out, right? I I think, obviously, Brew was wide receiver one. I I honestly think out of the guys that are going to play now, um, in my opinion, Caleb Webb has shown the most, like, upside. Um, Mm -hmm. Long, lanky, catches with his hands. Um, I'm very anxious to see how many times they go to K-Webb because I really feel like when Joe was working with the twos last year, Caleb Webb was getting a lot of those balls just like Squirrel White was. And so it's like, I mean, does 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 Caleb Webb kind of – could Caleb Webb be the guy that kind of emerges? I don't know. Somebody just has to. I don't care who it is. And I, I'm ready for Saturday to see who that becomes because I think it has to happen Saturday. Because, again, if if we cannot run the football, we got to put the ball into Joe's hands and say, hey, man, I really don't know what the heck's about to happen, but let's go win us a football game. I, Run the ball if you have to. <clears throat> five yards, five yards. It ain't got to be a bomb.
1: Hit five yard
0: hits, five yard slant. Intermediate, 20 yards down the field.
1: I think, but, we're, I, I think we're at the point in the season. Like I, I know we're not even halfway. I mean, we're not halfway yet. But I think we're in the point of the season where Joe's got five games under his belt. Yeah, and if we can't run the football, I think it's time to just let Joe go. Like you know what I mean. Don't try to let it rip. don't let him be. He, don't let him be a game manager no more. Just let him go. Just let him go. Him all, that's all he is right now. That's all he is right now is a game manager, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He does it. He does it great. But like, let him go. Like, hey, here's what we got. Go win us the football game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep, and, and, then, and what,
1: what? And then maybe when you do that, he starts being successful, and then what that's going to cause is that's going to cause them to bring somebody out of the box, and maybe we can start running the football again.
0: I don't remember what I was watching, bro. It was either Josh and Swain or the Swain event on Tuesday morning. I think it was a Swain event. Somebody says, "What if Tennessee absolutely obliterates Texas A&M's front?" and rushes for 250 yards and uh the response was if you're telling me Tennessee had 250 yards rushing on Texas A&M they won by three or four touchdowns yes Yes. right you know what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. could that happen it could but if it doesn't there's got to be we, we know what has to have hap- had happened in that game. It's that Joe Milton has his big game. You know, they were talking about this too earlier or, or, or yesterday on Tuesday, th- they were saying Jalen Milrow, his progression at Alabama, he threw his first game. It was like, and you know what, actually I'm going to be very specific about this because I feel like I need to, uh, because it was such a great take that it, that I think it's that important. So, here here it was. They talked about Jalen Milrow's specific, like his progression over the last six games, right? For for him. Mm-hmm. And um they, they they went into talking about his yardage per game over the last few games. So they play NTSU. Jalen Milrow goes uh uh Milrow goes 13 for 18 for 194 yards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second game against Texas, we know that they took this L. He went 14 of 27 for 255 and two picks, two touchdowns, two picks, okay? Mm-hmm. He gets benched. He gets benched and does not play against South Florida. They play Ole Miss. Milroe goes 17 of 21, 225, one touchdown, one interception. Then they yeah. play Mississippi State. At Mississippi State, Milrow goes 10 of 12. He threw the ball 12 times for 164, no touchdowns, no picks. Lo and behold, they play Texas A&M. He goes 21 of 33 for 321, three scores, and one touchdown. Does that not look a lot like somebody we know? Not throwing the ball less, but as far as the numbers, 160, like not doing anything, and then just explodes for 320 on Texas A&M. Can Joe Milton just somehow explode on Texas A&M and go for 350, 400? Like, can that happen? And if it does, boy, oh
1: boy. I think Joe Milton's going to need the Hendon-Hooker-Florida game from last year. Yeah. Because I mean I'm just sitting on here and I mean these are two pretty I it, it's I mean it's it, it this game all comes down to the trenches when you, when you when you hear these two stat lines it says Tennessee leads the SEC in rushing at 231 yards per game more than 20 yards better than LSU which ranks second okay On the other hand, Texas A&M has been the best rush defense in the conference, ranking first in both yards surrendered on the ground at 84 yards per game and yards per rush at 2.61 yards per carry. Last week at Bama, they held Alabama to 23 yards, 23 yards on 26 rushes. You got the best. So it's it's kind of exciting to sit here and think about because you got the best rush offense in the SEC. And then you got the best rush defense in the SEC. Who's going? Who's going? Who, who, uh, who? Who's
0: going? Who's going to be more nasty? <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Who's going to be more nasty? Who's going to be walking out of there that can't walk? <laughs> that's, the, that's the team that's going to win. The team that can't walk. The team that can't celebrate and do the the alma mater at the end of the game. They 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 going straight to treatment. That's the yeah. team that's going to win.
1: Yeah. Hundred
0: <laughs> percent. I just can't believe it's Wednesday. I feel like this is the slowest week in in freaking America. Uh, I need football, bro. But y'all know what it is, man. It's pump the gas or hit the brakes. Y'all know how we end these midweek chats. Uh, great, great time uh, for this, actually. And turn has not even seen these questions. Um, I made them up, literally today. Uh, and so, pump the gas or hit the brakes. A Tennessee wide receiver. Scores the first touchdown on Saturday.
1: Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. It's gonna be a running back.
0: I'm gonna pump the gas. No. I'm gonna pump the gas and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen, dog.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm ready for it. This is you see, this is usually me. You're being me right now.
0: I'm pumping. I'm pumping the gas on this thing. Here's what's gonna happen. We're getting the ball first because Texas is mm-hmm. gonna win the toss and defer. We're getting the ball first. Okay. Quick game. Boom, boom, boom. First down.
1: Rhythm. rhythm first and
0: rhythm. 10. Bomb. Ramel Keaton. Touchdown.
1: It might. If we score like that, it might be it's it might be game over. It might be a long night.
0: It might be a long night. So it, I'm I'm calling it on play, and here, here's just where my head is. I'm calling it on play five or six. Okay. Five or six. Play five or six. Ramel Keaton. So it's about a 40. Yard, it's,
1: it's about a 30, yeah. 40 yard bomb. Yeah,
0: but it's it's still one of them boys. You hear on Tomba. talking about. So uh Ramel Keaton. That's what I'm doing. I'm pumping the gas. Um uh uh, uh pump the gas or hit the brakes, gabe Judy Lolly or Kamal Haddon have an interception on Saturday. Pump the gas or hit the brakes.
1: I'm gonna pump the gas. I like it, I like it. I'll pump the gas. I think we're gonna get pressure and I think we're gonna force him to do something stupid. I like it. Um,
0: I'm also gonna pump the gas. It's time for Gabe, bro. He's in position every time. He's getting so many PBUs. Um, he's making great tackles when when getting kind of when, he may get beat, but he makes a big play, makes a stop. Um, can he be in the right position? I think he can. Um, and we know that Kamal on. always around the right position. It's can he get his head around?
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you know
0: to pick this game. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. Aaron Beasley. Nope. Who? Wesley Walker. Hey, I, come on, Wes. <laughs> Bring the juice, Wes. Get you one, get you one. Uh, but I think Gabe, Judy, or Kamal could get one for sure. I'm going to pump the gas on that. Um, Tennessee allows two or less sacks on Joe Milton. Um, I am actually, bro, I'm going to answer this one first. I am going to hit the brakes. I think it won't be the necessarily the offensive line's fault. Um, I think that early in the game, Um, As we're trying to get settled in, maybe that second quarter, um, Joe kind of does what Joe does at some times and holds on to the football a little longer. And I think it's going to cause him to get sacked three or four times potentially um, on Saturday. But I don't think it's game breaking sacks or anything, not strip sacks, forced fumbles or anything, but um, their front is nasty. And it's just hard for me to think we can hold them to two or less. Because if we do, then, I mean, you're telling me Tennessee won that game, period.
1: Uh, Yes, fact, 100%. 100%. I'm going to hit the brakes on that one, too.
0: Last one. Tennessee wins by more than the line currently. The line currently sits at three and a half. Does Tennessee win by more than three and a half? Are we pumping the gas or hitting the brakes? Pump the gas.
1: I said uh, three.
0: I said three. My, my heart is torn, bro. I just don't know. I, I don't know. Because you've lost to Miami, who just made the most bonehead mistake in college football of the year uh, so far. You lost to Alabama, who is down. They're still Alabama, but they're down. They're they're not the same team. We know that. I just don't know what to think of A&M. And so it's hard for me to say that we're going to just absolutely manhandle them. But I said 38-24, and I really like that score. Yeah. Yeah. but I, I'm I'm gonna pump the gas. I think Tennessee wins by more than three and a half. Um maybe it's 38, 34. <laughs> maybe I mean a hey, they cover at that point. So I think yeah. Tennessee has the has all of the, the tools and the things to get there. I just don't know what it will look like.
1: That, that I think that's where I'm resting on it. So we actually I, I thought I seen this earlier. Somebody commented on our video I pumped the gas. Hit the break question. Give it Get to us. Involved. Get involved. He says. Get involved.
0: Thank you for the question, my brother.
1: Yes, sir. He says. My pumper. My hit the brakes or pump the gas? Question would be: Is this the game that we see a breakout game for Dante Thornton? You gonna pump the gas or hit the brakes on that? Dante Thornton coming out party. Man. I'm going to say I'm going to say pump the gas.
0: I'm pumping the gas too. I, even if it's not touchdowns, I think that he has that like 3 to 5 catch game and they're like big
1: catches. Like he makes something happen. I just want to see I just want I think he get I think he gets in a I, I hope he makes the most of, of of whatever opportunity he gets, because I promise you he's going to get an opportunity. Big time. Big time. He's going to have them.
0: You got to capitalize on that. No drops. Catch the football when you're open. Make something happen in space. We've seen it, bro. He's quick as, I mean, he's quick. Make something happen in space. Get out there and get busy and um, make the most of your opportunity because it, 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 it's here now. Like, you didn't come to Tennessee expecting – to get this much of a workload that he's mm. gonna get now. Yeah. Especially with brew out. What does he do with it? I hope he just eats, bro. I hope it is. So I'm gonna pump the gas as well. Thanks for that question. Get involved or get involved. I think that was what it is. Get Shout out to you, bro. Balls,
1: something like
0: that. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, man. Get involved. Get
1: involved. Man, Y'all, Y'all know
0: what it <laughs> get involved. That's it. Get them, Vols. Get them, Vols. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. That's been the midweek chat, y'all, man. We'll be back on Friday for the One More Day episode where we will go over playmakers of the game on the offense and defensive side. We'll have three keys to victory, man. I know, I know, I know one right now. It's very simple, but I'm not going to share it with you. But also, reminder next week, the midweek chat, we will be having a VFL joining. The show Um, family to me, love this guy, um, love just everything that he stands for. But I've also uh, just seen him be a father uh, to my to my family, to my cousins. Um, I'm excited for y'all to to get an inside scoop on who this guy is and, and who he truly is, but also how much this Alabama game means to VFLs of that era and how much that was the game that they looked forward to. Unlike now where we look forward to Florida. uh, I think y'all, y'all have a clue kind of what I'm talking about as the week, like I said, as the week progresses, you're going to get more information on who this is on Friday. We'll tell you the name, but for now just know that he was on the 98 team that won a natty Mm -hmm. and he played a huge role on that team. Uh, So he'll be on the show next Wednesday for the midweek chat. It's going to be a great, great, time. But man, until then we'll be back on Friday for the one more day. Y'all have a great Wednesday, man. Have a great Thursday as well, and we'll see you back on Friday, man, for my dog turn. It's your boy Rug. Like, comment, subscribe, bell notification right now. Thank you Apple and Spotify listeners. Lastly, join the channel, man, 99 cents a month. Like, come on, bro. You don't even see that. Stop buying your uh, sweet tea from McDonald's and just lock in with the boys from Straight Up Tennessee. Yes, have really a great it. week, man. We'll be back on Friday morning. For the one more day episode, it's Straight Up Tennessee, baby.